And uh, the Lord has a word for you. Amen. Amen. We're going to bring it. Hallelujah. Lord, we honor you. We thank you tonight, Lord. Above you, God, there truly is no other. Lord, you're holy. You're separated and set apart. Special and to be honored, God, and we thank you. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. Lord, we thank you that your word contains within it everything that we need. And God, I thank you now and stand before you that the anointing is on your word. God, I thank you for the anointing that's on me to minister it. Holy Spirit, I pray that you come and that you help us tonight, that you make things come across clear, and that you give your guidance and your instruction. I pray that everyone that's here would have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, God's good. God's good. Praise the Lord. Pastor Earl's been teaching us on the mind, the thought life, for several weeks. And uh, you know the Bible tells us that God's got some thoughts about us. Uh, we need to get our, our thoughts right concerning Him and His Word, but He's got some thoughts about us. And in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, He tells us that I know the thoughts that I have towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of good, not of evil. Thoughts of peace, to give you a hope and an expected end. You know God knows where you're going. He knows where he's, you're going. He knows where you've, he's ordained for you to go. God's got a plan for his church in the earth. The word church means the set-apart ones, the ones that are called out. He's got a part for his church, a, a, a plan for his church body as a whole, and he's got a plan for our church body and what he has for us to do here in the earth. Amen. In the last days, there's going to be a great separation of the sons of God and the world. So tonight, I've, I've come with a message that I believe the Holy Ghost gave me. I studied all kind of stuff this week. Circled the runway. Woo! You know, <laughs> praise the Lord. And landed here. Because it just kept coming more and more and more. You know what? The Holy Ghost will instruct us. And he and Paul taught in some of his epistles. And he said, you know what? I'm going to say this and I'm going to warn you. I'm going to tell you things to come. I'm going to tell you about what's going to happen so that you don't get shaken when they happen. Right? So let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. <clears throat> See, it's not a coincidence that Pastor Earl's been talking about our thought life and, and that we ought to be thinking in line with the Word. Because you know there's all kinds of things we can think about. Most of them, all, all of them that don't um, land in the Word, though, are carnally minded. Thinking of things, you know, in the world, in the earth. Right? So let's look here. Second Corinthians chapter 6, starting at verse 14. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial, or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, as he has said, I will dwell in them, I will walk among them, and I'll be their God, and they'll be my people. Therefore... Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord, 
and do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I'll be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Verse 17 says there, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. You know, um, in the last days, in the time that we're living in, the Bible draws some very um, clear picture of that. If we are operating as the church in the earth, the way he plans for us to operate as the church in the earth, that people are either going to love us or they're going to hate us. And you know something? We've got to be comfortable with either one. You know, we can't be insecure and be thinking, well, you know, I just want everybody to like me. You know, I just, you know, I don't want to say anything to them about the fact that they really need the Lord because, you know, they won't like me. I won't have any friends, you know, if I go out and actually do the Word. Right? But, you know, that's what the Bible shows us is going to go on in the last days. And it's going to become that way more and more. You know, we're either going to have church people that because they won't mind the things of the Spirit will get offended when we begin to encourage them to become more involved or become or to separate themselves. Come on. Even in our own church here, we've had some people, you know, just because we're not doing this thing traditional anymore or at this time. And we've had some people that absolutely, they, you know, they can't take it. Because they can't get out of tree, you know, and and God, you know, God help them, God draw them. But the thing is, is that because we do not operate maybe as traditionally, then the feeling and the emotion that rises that if not taken captive leads astray. Right. So the Bible says they can come out from among them and be separate. John ten eighteen. I mean, sorry, John 18, verse 1. John 18, verse 1. <clears throat> Let's look at that. We're going to lay some groundwork here with Scripture. Hallelujah. John 18, 1. Is that right? That may not be right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is that what it says? No. Okay, I have written something down on that's all right. <clears throat> if the world ha- if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Jesus said this in John 17. Go to John 17. That's it. John 17. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping me. Amen. Let's look at verse 14. John 17, verse 14. I have given them your word. And the world has hated them because they're not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world just as I'm not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also send them into the world. And for, my, and for their sakes, I set apart myself, sanctify myself, so that they may be sanctified by the truth. We are set apart by the truth of the Word of God. By the truth of the Word of God. But you know what? Jesus said they hated me and they're going to hate you. The more He preached, the more He did, the more He operated according to the Spirit of God, 
the more they hated him, the more they shunned him, the more they... Because you know why? Because they made him uncomfortable. He made the people that he became in contact with, the religious people in particular, very uncomfortable. And you know, this is, this is what we are called to in the world. To be different. To be a peculiar people. We are operating according to the principles of the kingdom of heaven. What's completely perpendicular to the kingdom and the rule of this world. The righteousness of God and worldly thinking and worldly operation do not go parallel. They do not. The spirit is always at war with the flesh, the Bible says, when it's talking about us. And you know, the Lord did not call us into this city to, to, to continue the status quo. I'm going to encourage you tonight. Because God's building a church in this city. And it needs to be different than, all the, than really most of the rest of the churches in this city. I mean, come on, are people flocking in the door? Of most of the church, I mean, come on, most of the church in Lowndes County today, there were nearly 100,000 people that were not in church in the surrounding. Again, God did not call us into this city to be status quo. We are not coming here just to build another church. And that mentality, here's the mentality. That mentality has got to go. If you're looking for a place to come and sit and be just like what church has always been to you, this won't be the place because, you know what, because you and I, we need to commit that this won't be that place. Right? Thank God, you know, um, we've been sent into this city with a message that has not been taught in great measure. It hasn't. Now, there's been bits and pieces, bits and pieces of the kingdom of heaven, you know, taught here and there. But it's time that the real church rises up and learns to walk in the power of God. That we learn to walk. And you know what? That's going to take some personal commitment because it just don't fall on you. Because we know that. Because Pastor Brian and Pastor Ola taught us over and over and over, the accumulation of knowledge does not profit us. We could listen to our iPod all day. We could have the Scripture going in our house all the time. We could read and stay up and read and take notes and go to meeting. We could go to church three times a week. Be very religious. The power of God, though, not be there. Not be there. See, this is kind of a shaking and a warning because we don't want to be what the church has always been. Especially not the Church of America. Pastor Brown was sharing with me today that he was reading a book, um, a particular minister that's traveled all over the world, and he said, you know, he said, I really hate to say it because I'm an American. He said, I hate really to minister in America after having been all over the world because we, we are the country that has the least mindset of the kingdom. And how things operate. And are supposed to operate according to kingdom principles. So other people, you know, have the more open mindset. But you know, here in America, we think, you know, um, if it's not my way, I'll just pick something else. You know? But yeah, the Bible says that, but come on. 
I mean, really, just the real world. I've heard people say that. I have. I've heard people say that. Um, you know, the people that, you, you know, you thought were, come on, this is the real world. Here in the real world, we are supposed to be operating in the principles of the kingdom of heaven. You know, and we and, and the church, we wonder, we, we want, do you want to see miracles? Do you want to see blinded eyes open, deaf ears open, the dead raised? Do you want that? Because you know what? We're going to have to do something different. We're going to have to do something. Grasp a hold of this Word and let it become real in our lives. He said, sanctify them in truth. The Bible says you should know the truth and the truth will make you free. Make you free. You know what? And then so if there's areas in your life that you're not free in, well then you might can quote the Word on it, but we've not become intimately acquainted with the truth in that area. So this this is a challenge. Really, I think everything that I minister always goes back to being a doer of the word. We got to do it. We got to work it out. We got to work it out. It's time again that the real church rises up. It's time that we're filled with the spirit of God and that we do not look like the world. You know, and it's in there. It's not a popular message to come out from among them and be separate. But again, Jesus didn't. This isn't a you know way. You just got to be you know old in your little holy convent or whatever. You don't have to be where you can't go out. You don't have to be where you can't visit with other people. He put us in this world. He said, "I don't pray that you take them out of the world." but that you'll keep them from the evil one. It's just like back in the garden. God set His man in the garden. He gave him a wife. Told him to keep the garden. The mandate has not changed. He set us in the world. He's given us things. He's told us, keep it. Occupy till I come. But you know what He did back in the garden? He set this tree right in the middle of the thing. And he said, you know what? You can do anything that you want. Eat anything. Don't touch that one. I love what Pastor Ole always brings out. He says, you know what? He put it in the middle of the garden. Because he wasn't afraid. God's not afraid of evil. And you know what? He's not afraid that he set you, his person, in the earth with all the evil going on around it. He's not afraid because he knows that his spirit in you is bigger than the spirit that's in the world. Romans chapter 8 tells us that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Fill the earth, so do it. Occupy till I come. And that does not mean stay down here and get your brains beat out and hope to God you make it through and be powerless and come sit on the church bench and let the world laugh at you because you don't have any power either. He means for us to be operating in demonstration of His Spirit and of power. And to do that, again, we have to not be concerned 
of what the world thinks, of what others think, of what others in the church think. It's a powerful work He has for us to do. And it's a rising above. Step it up a notch. You know, um, in this message, is one, obviously, of self-sacrifice. Because you know what? He's given us the city. He told his man, Joshua, wherever you put your foot at, you can have it. Joshua followed Moses, leading the people of God out of Egypt. And the Lord said in Leviticus, no, Numbers chapter 11, he was bringing them out to be a kingdom. And Joshua stayed faithful. Man, we can say all kinds of things about staying faithful. But Joshua stayed faithful to help and to follow Moses to lead those people out of Egypt. And you know, when the time came, he had a vision burning in him of where that people was going to go because there came a time that the Lord came to Joshua after they buried Moses. And the Lord came before Joshua and said, Moses, my servant is dead. Now go. Right? Guys, we got to not get hung up on people. We got to not get hung up on, you know, our vision and what we want things to be. The king has the vision. He knows where we're going. Our job's just get in line and go with him. Right? But you know what? Again, that's going to take some self-sacrifice. You know what, Pastor um, Marcus and Meredith? she got to go to work in the morning. I know she does. He does too. <laughs> Pastor Mark and Ashley are right there with their beautiful baby boy. they got to be up in the morning doing the work of the kings. Pastor Brian, he'd love to be here tonight. He has a mandate and a gift that the Lord's given him and a purpose in the earth. He's there. What am I saying to you? We don't do just what we want to do. You guys enjoy staying home on Sunday night, don't you? You don't remember what it was like, but you did before it happened, right? <laughs> you know, because... <clears throat> Amen. <laughs> it was nice, he says. Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. Hallelujah. Hope again, I said, you know, all week long I was trying to study some real nice and encouraging things. Which this is encouraging. I'm not saying that it's not because it is. We're getting to a very encouraging point. But I tried to study some real, you know, pump you up stuff. You know, woo! And then I found out most of that was just for me this week. Praise the Lord. Because, <laughs> you know, hallelujah, we're all living in the world. Tribulation comes. But man, the greater one. The greater one. Amen. All right, chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. 23. He said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is a man if he gains the whole world 
and is himself destroyed or lost. For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, I'll be ashamed of him. When he come, when, let me see, let me go back. For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes into his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels. If anyone desires to come after me, let him first deny himself. Take up his cross daily and follow me. And we've, we've been explaining really well what the cross is. It's just our purpose in the earth. What God's assigned us to in the earth. Right? Second <clears throat> Timothy says no one, Second Timothy 2, 4 says, No one involved in warfare entangles himself with the, parent, the affairs of this life. You know, the guys involved in warfare, United States Army, they go and they suit them up. They put them on this funky little checker pattern, give them some boots, tell them, get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and do some push-ups. Here we go. Right? And they're not worried about all the things that are going on around them. They're not going to worry about what they're going to put on in the morning because they already got that. They're not worried about what they're going to eat because the mess hall's down the hall and they go and they hop in there and they eat. <clears throat> no one involved in this warfare that we have in the earth because there truly is a warfare with light and darkness. The light is supposed to dispel the darkness and that's us. We're to be salt and light in the earth. But we lose our saltiness when we get preoccupied with other things. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all the things will be added to you. What am I saying to you? we got to lose ourselves in Him and in His plan and what's going on. Does that mean that He's not going to let you have the things that you want in this life, that you're not going to be happy, that you're just going to have to, you know, not, no, 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 no. Because he said if you would seek first, he add the things. He'll add the things. But that we're focused and that we're moving toward him, that we're not thinking about what about me. It's not what about me. What about you, right? What about me? What about me? But but if I do that, what about me? It's not a what about me gospel. Right? The Bible says freely give, receive, freely give. What you've received and what's on the inside of you is important and it's seed to give someone else. And in every area of your life, you can do that. I talked to Miss Julie before. She said, you know, she's got the horse riding school, and she said, you know, um, when I'm there, I'm speaking the word all the time to people. They travel all over creation, for crying out loud. You know, um, most of the time she's following her husband here and there, but anyway, you know, when they get there, don't get there and become incognito. When you go to Walmart, you don't go in stealth mode. You know, hope nothing happens, you know, because, no. You, you know, we don't look just like the world looks when we go to Walmart. 
We'll be sensitive to the Holy Ghost on the inside of us. Pastor Earl said this last week. He'll show us somebody to talk to. You know, and, and we are, and we operate in the power of God, not here in the church. I mean, we can some. You know, He'll manifest gifts of the Spirit. He'll do things like that here in the church. But they're not to be contained here in the church. What good would that do? If we all just came to church and everybody got real happy, woo! And we go home, we flip back on the TV, we go to bed, we get up in the morning, we go to work, do our little thing, stay at home, do lawn, whatever you do. And you, you know, and you never were releasing any of that. That's what's been going on, though, with the status quo church for a very long time. Is that we get filled up and filled up and filled up. It's a little sickening to me, really. I turned my um, iPod off this week. Look, I don't need to be taught no more. I do. I'm not saying I still need teachers. I'm always going to be learning. But what I mean is, you know what? Um, how about we start manifesting and walking in some of what we already know? Because that's what that's what's going to be different in this city. That's what's going to be different than the rest. That's what's going to draw people in the door is when we get a hold of the Word of God and a hold of the power of God and begin to allow it to penetrate our lives and make us different than the world. Yeah, that's, that's peculiar because most people don't do it. Most people don't do it. You know? Um, March 16, 14. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost, help us. After his resurrection, later he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and their hardness of heart because they did not believe those things that they had seen after he had risen. Here's what I want you to see. He said, (coughs) excuse me, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes will be saved, and he who does not believe will be condemned. These signs will follow them that believe. In my name, they'll cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll tape up, take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will be no, by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. That's what the church looks like. That's what we're supposed to look like. Go ye into all the world. You know what? He came. We celebrated last year. He came. He died. He rose again. And the first thing that he said to the people now, go ye. Because the same works that I did, you're going to do. He knew because he had taught them. He knew because after he appeared to them, he knew, you know what? We still got Jesus right here in the earth with us. It's bound in this leather. Because Jesus was the Word. He came to earth and lived the Word. He's still the Word. We have the Word. 
And he knew that his disciples, because he had believed on them to receive the Holy Spirit, and he had taught them for the last three years. Boy, that's amazing. He thought in three years they ought to have enough. You know? He had taught them. He knew. And he knew what he put in them. You know what? If we'll commit ourselves to learn from this, to become, to use this as our mirror, what He'll put in you, He knows. He knows what's in you. You've been filled with His Spirit. He knows what's in you. And He can say to you, Go ye into all the world. Preach the Gospel to every creature. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Come on. Again, freely you've received, freely give. And you know what the Bible says they did? Verse 20. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming them, confirming the words with signs following. You know what? So we can be bold. We can be bold in this we've learned. And I don't want anybody to think, you know, well, I haven't been studying for that long. You know, I'm just getting started. You know, and if you've been in the church 40 years, you can just be saying that because I hadn't applied myself to this. But you know what? I'm just getting started. I can't know. You know what? He'll work with you because right in here where the Word of the King is, there's power. And if you'll take this Word with you and use it, He'll work with you with signs following. I can remember when I first got born again. Taking my Bible even to school with me. And God, that, that I would and that the church would be as bold as a new believer. Because you know what he told the church in Revelations? I got this against you. Because you left your first love. Don't ever lose the fire that you got today. Don't ever do it. Because the excitement that you have right now is we need to maintain that with the Word. We need to maintain that in Him. Yeah, things are going to come. Things are going to come against you. I, you know, we're not going to sit here and tell you they're not. I think we preached for years things that made people think they weren't ever going to have any problems. And when they did, they went, ah, threw up their hands and quit. Yeah, things are going to come. <laughs> but He's already overcome them for you. You know what? Don't be deceived. The things that happen in the world, don't get off track. Anybody who is enlisted in the warfare does not entangle himself with things of the world. Because, yes, things are going to come. The same, He makes His Son to rise on the just and the unjust. He sends His rain on the just and the unjust. Both are a blessing, by the way. If you're farming, you need rain at the right time, aren't you? But you know what He does? The Bible says don't fret because of evildoers. My goodness, don't get thrown off track by calls everybody around you and asking why, 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 why they blessed my car tore up. Why they, you know, don't get distracted. There's a vision for your life. That God has, and it's one of faith and power, and it's one of dominion, and it's one of you being an overcomer in this life. 
and then everybody else around you seeing it and being drawn to it. That's when we get salty. When we begin to have the word work. Nobody interested in coming up to you and being a part of whatever you're being a part of if you're getting beat the same way they are. Or or if you're not doing anything different than they are. They're just like, all right, I'm pretty comfortable with her. You know, she says she's a Christian, but nah, she don't make me uncomfortable with her. <laughs> you know? I'm all right as long as she don't start talking about none of that Holy Ghost stuff. Right? We're blending in. Blending in. And look, it's a tendency. Everybody's tempted to do it. Nobody likes to feel uncomfortable. But we're called to it. We're called to deny ourselves. Take up our cross daily. Follow Him. And you know what He did? He had the twelve around Him and some people that followed Him. A lot of them just to get the food that He had. Because the Bible says that. They didn't follow Him because they wanted to hear the Word. They followed Him because He could feed them and do cool miracles like that. But mostly, we see over and over and over through the Gospels, Jesus, and they took up rocks to stone him, but it wasn't his time, so he somehow skated out of the place. I mean, what if every day you went outside and the things that you were saying that were heartfelt, that were your mandate, somebody's trying to kill you? But the Bible says rejoice when you're persecuted and reviled for my sake. Rejoice, because you're in good company. The Lord Jesus did it and had it every day of his life. Come out from among them and be separate. What does that? It just means be different. And you know, you can't fake it. You can't fake different. But the Holy Ghost on the inside of you if we'll yield over to Him, it's not us anyway. And we don't have to go out and say, Oh, today I want to do something great. You know, it's good to have that desire in your heart, but you know, if we're abiding in Him, and His words abiding in us, it comes natural. The Bible says that, you know, you'll know a tree by its fruit. Orange trees there in Florida, they don't plant it out there, and every day they don't get up and say, Ooh, I wish I had some oranges. Ooh, what am I going to do to make sure I have oranges? What, you know, I, I just wish that I knew what to do so I could have some oranges. No. They stand there. The rain comes. Their little normal thing happens, and the sooner or later the little oranges start popping out everywhere. And that's what happens with us. We're planted we continue to get washed with the water of the Word. We let the Holy Ghost have His perfect work in us and, and, and fruit begins to pop out. Because what did Pastor Brian, has Pastor Brian taught us over and over and over and over and over again? Our faith and the things that we believe <coughs> govern what we think, say, and do. <coughs> you don't have to try. When you've built your faith up by standing on the Word, what you think, say, and what you're doing, follow it. They just follow it. It's who you are. It's who you are. 
And don't be ashamed of it. Don't be scared and cowardly. That is who you are. Your daddy's the most powerful being in the whole universe. He's the king of glory. <laughs> and the Bible says Christ is in you, the hope of glory. He's in you. He's in you. Rise up on the inside and let him out some. Let him out some. We change the city because we're different. Because we're not the normal Christian. I tell you what, the world's not looking for another normal Christian. Matter of fact, they're sick of them. Because most of them, they say, what's the most common thing you hear? Would you like to go to church with me? Ah, church full of hypocrites. What's a hypocrite? Someone that says they believe one name, but they act another way. And that can be on all sorts of different levels. You know, they can say, I believe Jesus is Lord and sit on a bar stool on Saturday night. <coughs> or let's bring this real close and say, I believe in healing, but I can't get it, can't manifest it. You know? <laughs> because um, people are looking, they're watching. Don't, you know, don't be deceived into thinking that nobody's caring about you. The moment that you speak up and speak the name of Jesus Christ, among people, they're looking at you. Pastor Earl used the example a bunch of times of Jimmy at his plant there. And they came in and said, you know, one of the, what was it, one of the power sources had been destroyed somehow, stopped working. Jimmy has been going to work and being a light and getting some persecution from it from the religious folk. Um, you know, and people started running to him. What are we going to do, man? I mean, ain't you worried? I mean, Jimmy said, no, I ain't worried. Casting all my care upon him because he cares for me. Not worried. But what? The moment that he went into that place and spoke the name of Jesus Christ with some passion, immediately. Now, where are they coming? Right to him. Right to him. People are watching, paying. You know what? People don't want to see you fail. I'm convinced of that. They want to see. They're looking for something that's real. They're looking for something that can gain them power for their life. They want to see you succeed. Listen, I've had the last week in the T-ball game. I had this um, mama came. She said, you know, maybe um, my little girl won't be here next week. She's going to have... This thing, this um, test done on her eye because one of her eyes is looking in and the other one's not working because that one's looking in and they're trying to figure out, you know, what to do if they want to do surgery or how can we correct it. And I said, can I pray for her? She said, sure. You know, I get down, I pray for the little girl and command healing, you know, in her eyes and, that the, you know, doctors will know exactly what to do and all this. And so they came... She was there Monday. She came and she said, um, you know what? Um, they're going to try this thing for three days. We're putting something in there and see if it will correct it. And, and you know what? I said, well, praise God, we prayed. And you know what? Faith rose up in her. She said, that's right. They might not do the surgery. And I thought, praise God. 
God, you know what I mean? They might. But you know what? I know this. The little girl's eyes are going to be healed. They're going to be straight. They're going to be right. Because the word's been spoke to them, and even the mama went ahead and hooked up with it. It was good. People want answers. They want to know that you've got something. Let's you and me commit ourselves to making sure we got something. And, and again, we don't have to formulate it. It's there. But you know what? It does take some time of getting to know Him. Becoming intimately acquainted with Him. How long you guys been married? Almost four years. There's certain things that you are beginning to know before He does. Right? Vice versa. Why? You become intimately acquainted with each other. And the more we become acquainted with the Lord through His for, through His Word and the leading and the unction of the Holy Spirit, we'll know what He wants to do. And if we'll yield over to it and be bold enough, you know, the Bible says the righteous are as bold as the lion. We'll be bold enough just to step out. Oh, it's a little hard. I mean, you know, I know the flesh, right? I want to pray. Can I pray for you? I mean, all more things say is no. But if we become intimately acquainted with the Lord, He'll guide us. He'll show us right over there, right there, right there, right there. You'll pray for that. I'll heal it right now. Working the works of Jesus in the world. Being different than they are. People want it. They want it. They don't know they want it. Some of them don't. They don't know what they're looking for. I mean, try this, that, the other thing, whatever. But you got it. You got it right on the inside of you. I mean, you can manifest God. On the earth. Word of the King is power. He does the work. He does the work. We just got to be willing to yield over to Him. Keep ourselves set apart and dedicated to it. Jeremiah one twelve says, I am ready to perform my word. He's ready. We're not waiting on Him. He wants to perform His Word in your life, in the lives of the people around you, in this city, in the nation, and in the world. He wants to perform His Word. Change the way you think. Change the way you think. You know, um, the centurion came to the Lord and or sent someone to the Lord and said, you know, my daughter's sick, my servant's sick, my servant's sick, needs some healing. Servant gets to the Lord and she's like, I'll come. And he said, no, 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 but just speak the word only. 
speak the word only and he'll be healed because he understood that Jesus was under authority just like he was under authority. And that the sickness would obey him. But something else he also understood was that just speak the word because the word of the king has all the power we need. It's got everything we need to be victorious in this life and to show the world who the king of glory is, to show them what they are looking for. He said, I'm standing and I'm ready to perform my word. But you know how the word's going to get out there? We're going to go out and we're going to speak it. We're going to dare to be the ones that are speaking the word of the king in every situation. <coughs> That's right. We're not going to blend in. We're not going to blend in. And you know what the word says if we'll do this thing? The word says that godliness is profitable in all things. We go out and we walk in godliness we walk according to this word and the mandate of go ye into all the world, preach the gospel. Have dominion in the earth. Make the earth obey you according to his word. We'll see change. We'll see change. We'll see change. Amen. Glory to God. The Bible says this, you know, we don't have to worry about anything about us. Because the Bible says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time, casting all of your care upon Him, for He cares for you. To humble ourselves under the hand of God means that we believe He'll take care of us. He's got us. We're not made for us. He's a king. He's colonizing the earth. And He's using us to do it. We're supposed to be outflowing individuals. Right? Not. I love it over in Proverbs. There's a scripture that says, The horse leech has two daughters. They say, Give, give. Because they're always concerned about them. And oh, Jesus says, the power that's in you, go ahead and release it. Go ahead and release it. Get spit full of me. And go ahead and release me in the earth. Go ahead and release me in the earth. If God be for us, who can be against us? And He's for you. He is. He's for you. His desire for you is good things. Going right, right to the beginning, the thing, He knows the thoughts that He thinks towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you hope and expect it in. He's got hope. He's got peace. And He's got all the power we'll ever need and He's got the anointing that we need. He's got everything we need to fill these seats. Do you see them full? Do you see yourself working the works of Jesus? People being drawn? Healings and miracles are the dinner bell. They draw people. People come, look, look, look. You get set on fire, people come see your bird. I've heard that a lot of times, but it's the truth. You get something going. Man, that little church, you know, they say that. We don't call it a little church. We call it a beginning church because it's growing. 
But they say, that little church over there, doesn't it? In Remerson. Remerson, some people. It's Remerson. <laughs> Somebody told me they got miracles going over there. Man, we need to go see what's going on up in there. Because some of them people are actually working the works of God. They'll come. They'll come. Let's consecrate ourselves tonight. Let's consecrate ourselves tonight to be mindful always of the things of the King. Amen. Glory to God to let Him have His perfect work in you. Because the Bible says that He who began the good work in you, it don't matter how long ago it was began, He's faithful to complete it until the day of His returning. Amen. Commit yourself to Him today. Fresh. Because you know what? You can say, I know who I've believed in and I'm persuaded that He is able to keep that which I've committed to Him until He either comes back or I get out of here. Amen. Working with them, confirming His words with signs following. Amen. Glory to God. Let's pray. Lord, we love You. And we thank You tonight, Lord, for Your Word. God, we